I'm gonna trick former guest Ben into making us theme song. That's it. Okay. Better, closer, warmer. Uh, all modern art is communistic. I want to be the first man to nut in space. Fuck you. Fuck off. Where are we finding it? Why can't we Better, find it? Closer, Why do you guys warmer. keep saying all this change? We're playing Fortnite. Let's have fun. We need to get to that post-World War II mentality where Better, closer, no one in the warmer. world is going to Twitch and typing in climate first. Don't tweet us about how our stuff's inaccurate. At this point, I don't think the N-word tape would change anything. The piss tape might. From New Orleans to New York. It's the Alienos Podcast, baby. Dude, that was TNT. Welcome back to the Alienos Podcast. I'm Smith. Seth. And I'm Marcus, the voice that makes you moist. Moist voice. No. There he is. <laughs> we tested it and failed. Throw it out. Everything we've tested fails. <laughs> This whole goddamn podcast fails. We should start testing new stuff. <laughs> You're right. We're going pod to vine, baby. Woo! Yeah, yeah. people want to see our faces. Yeah, that, that's that's really what's going to bump our numbers up. <laughs> oh, yes. yeah. People like, so the one thing that's missing here is, uh, you know, the, the visual. Yeah. Really wanted to see these three guys just look, barrel a camera and talk to me about whatever for an hour. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're recording a day late because I had to go to the dentist yesterday. Because they had to, uh, like, what, cut your mouth out? They just took it out? <laughs> <laughs> they pulled it out and they said, God damn, this thing's all fucked up. We're going to have to do this, 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 and that. Uh, I got bad teeth, y'all. They're going to fix, like, all of them, basically, at some point. Uh, it's going to take, like, years, probably. Which is why I'm really just sort of, like, hoping for the dissolution of America before that happens. I mean, um, you should just ditch them and replace them with, like, forged pieces of metal. I did ask if I could get the jaws treatment, and they said they'd never heard of it before, but they'd look into <laughs> what it. What kind of dentist <laughs> did you go to that doesn't know the jaws? Um, I probably one who never watched James Bond for some reason. Yeah, I guess one who has a actual degree, <laughs> real education. <laughs> Busy staring so, down people's throats. Someone who started watching James Bond at Goldeneye and just never went back. Oh, basically, yeah, the, the fake fans. I mean, you had to at least get to Octopussy. Come on now. It, you, Marcus, you've gone backwards. Fuck. <laughs> why, why that one in particular, I have to ask. I mean... Alright, I want to do something real quick. I know we have stuff to talk about. I know we have stuff to talk about. Yeah. Marcus, name every James Bond movie you know. We should we should not do this. <laughs> no, no, come Marcus, on, Marcus. Okay, wait, we'll Octopussy, that's one. Alright, I know. Octopussy, okay. Tomorrow Never Dies. Okay. I want to say Thunderbolt. <laughs> Thunderbolt? What? Why did I say Thunderbolt? Wait, no, he, hold on. I, I just said one earlier. Yeah, he just said one. You did. It's a very wait, popular wait, video wait, game. Wait, Goldeneye? There we go. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there's also shit. None of the recent ones he said. The ones I think would be fresher than the Hold on. <laughs> it's, no Googling. I, I'm not Googling. But I know Daniel Craig is in them. Okay. And I was like... Dangle Craig, yes. <laughs> Dangle Craig, got it. Dang it, what is it called? Quantum of Solace. Okay, what? I've that's seen that. That's the one he finds! <laughs> that's the one you think of? <laughs> yes, I like the name. Casino Royale. Oh, okay, uh-huh. it's a good one. Uh-huh. The best one. <laughs> this is the greatest second oh ever. Oh my god. Fuck both of you. 
I don't retain this stuff very well. The most okay. recent one? What's the most recent one called? The most recent one? Shit. You got me there. Okay. <laughs> Let's oh not tell God. him anything. What? Let's just let him... No. Through, through his life, he'll find more of these titles. It was it was the one with the with the money penny in it, right? I know she's in like most of them, but you know what I mean. Are you kidding me right now? What did you just say? Money Penny. Okay. Money Penny's like I, I a know. staple James Bond character I, I, like every Exactly. Film. I know, but oh, fuck it. <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> they did bring Money Penny back into the most recent one, yes. Spectre. Oh, that's... Spectre is the newest one. Yeah, I wasn't gonna get that. Okay. Just... It's also <laughs> really bad, so who cares? Okay. Yeah, pretty much so. Alright, on to uh, more uh, important stuff. Yeah, so... The Fast and Furious. Been... Oh, okay. <laughs> I did want to talk real quick. We're we're super late on this subject. Uh, but how about our president, the big wet boy, just absolutely losing his goddamn mind recently. Uh, calling himself King of the Jews. Oh. Um, talking about how he wants to nuke a hurricane. I heard about that To one. see if that will stop it. Now, what are y'all's thoughts on nuking a hurricane? I think it's a terrible idea. I mean, hey, if this was a mid '90s action movie where the the president was like Dennis Quaid, I'd be like, I'll see that movie. <laughs> but in real life, maybe not. Nuke now, Marcus, you had a take here. I, I did. You, you said it earlier, I believe. All right. I'm going to say, then, uh, the only result that could possibly happen here is Mutant Hurricane. Yes, mutant absolutely. Hurricane. A hurricane that fell into a, a vat of mutant hurricane. <laughs> we, just, we create a stronger, bigger, radioactive uh, hurricane that may be heroic, I don't know. Or we shoot a nuke at a hurricane and it just goes right through it as it would and hits a, another country. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Ooh. I like to think that uh, if you did nuke a hurricane, the rest of us who were then hit by it would get, uh, like, hurricane powers of some sort. <laughs> What's a hurricane power? It'd be like Storm from uh, the X-Men. Mm. I was thinking more of the ability to blow myself around very hard and <laughs> smash into things and destroy oh, property. So controlling the weather, you would become the weather. Yes, I am the, I am the storm. Okay. All, all I heard was you're just going to blow yourself very hard. And I was like, Smith, that is not the kind of power yeah. you're going to get Hey, from- uh, Ben, whenever you update the theme song, can you put that clip in there, please? Thank you. Oh, man. <laughs> I could also get very wet and just like... Wait a minute. Uh, yes. Put, the, reduce, put reduce that one into yep. lots of moisture. There's another one. There's so many already. Oh, God. This is our whole new oh, theme song. Is just your hurricane <laughs> monologue. You can call me downpour. Oh, no. no. <laughs> God, no. The wettest superhero. Ugh. I mean, that's the more obvious one than a weatherman, I guess. But I think that's taken already. If there was, like, um, a superhero or, like, villain or something who was, like, a hurricane, and um, I had to write an arc of their comic book, I'd call it Hurricane Season. <laughs> Great. Fantastic. Lovely. Oh, man. Uh, but, yeah, so Trump has been... Uh, we don't talk about Trump that much, but he's been, like, uh, kind of losing it 
with saying all kinds of crazy shit and like just running around. Uh, yesterday, I think he did a Q&A with the president of France where the president of France took two questions and then left. And Trump was like, I'll answer as many questions as you have. And pe- people went crazy. They were fucking talking. At one point, he was talking about Iran. His, his whole thought on Iran is this. Maybe it'll work out. Maybe it won't. He's like he's like will. Ricky Bobby as president. There'd be someone like have his yeah. hands in front of his face. <laughs> it's just like I, I just love that rhetoric though. Just like maybe it'll may, you know, possibly. It's like great. I'm sure that the world loves to hear that the president doesn't know what the fuck yeah, is happening you know, with Iran. Hey, if we all just, you know, look take a step back, look at it from all angles, we you know, something's gonna happen. You know? <laughs> You can't deny that. Iran will do something. Oh, man. And then, uh, also, this is a real quick side note. This is pretty funny. I saw uh, the Secretary of Agriculture right now, whose name I can't remember. Uh, Y'all know how, like, the stereotype is farmers or they love Trump or whatever? Um, Mm -hmm. Most farmers are not the small farmer people think of. It's not like a guy with a tractor and, like, 60 acres of land. That's not what it is. It's big, you know, megacorps or whatever. Uh, but I guess the Secretary of Agriculture has had it with the farmers who are mad about the trade war. And he literally was giving a speech the other day or like a Q&A. And he told a joke. You guys want to hear it? Yes. Oh, yes, please. Uh, what do you call a bunch of farmers in a basement? Oh, please, let me know. A wine cellar. Wow. <laughs> and so the farmers are pissed. A, j- a joke that only a man who has a wine cellar is could make. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. The rest of us are like, wait, wine cellar? What's... Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's what's going on with uh, the, the the current administration. It's, it's getting pretty uh, One more little uh, Trump thing. is If anybody who listens to this podcast it does not understand how bad The Simpsons is now, implore, I implore you to go look up their latest... I don't even know. I don't know what you look up. I saw it on Twitter. Like, Trump musical number? I mean... I have never, because like, I'm all fine with people being critical of Trump, because I hate the guy too. I don't mind it. I've never seen something that was critical of him where I was like, man, this is bad. And I, I almost, I feel like this isn't even good enough to diss Trump. Like, it was... Yeah, it's like it's like the, 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 the squad or whatever singing at him or whatever. Yeah, and he's just like, he's like running around and like he's like, he runs out of breath faster than Bernie Sanders and... He doesn't even, like, he doesn't even, the problem is, they don't even get the character of Donald Trump right. Like, even, even in this world, like, where even all these things were happening, Donald Trump is still a very stubborn person who would feel like he's right the entire time. And in this sketch, he's, like, scared and, like, runs away from Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And in reality, he's just too stubborn to even do something like that. So it's just weird that they, they aren't even getting the, the things that you can make fun of about Trump right. So, yeah, The Simpsons is terrible now. Mm. yeah it's really just sort of like when was it last good like when i was in high school maybe middle school maybe, maybe before that honestly it's probably the first the first 10 seasons are considered to be like the good stuff and that was i mean those ended in like the early 2000s honestly yeah that's true so god damn is it just like i mean i'm sure the family guys aren't doing any better right i'd say family guys a more solid show then oh, really? it still has the whole thing where they're like, "Oh, we're not going to make gay jokes anymore." As if, first of all, you shouldn't have to make a press release about this, and you shouldn't be making them anyway. 
But it's still... Well, the, the press release was they're going to phase out gay yeah, jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're switching over to trans jokes now, guys. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's still, weirdly enough, even though it's like kind of toilet humor, I still find it to be kind of an, a more enjoyable show than The Simpsons, at least. Well, did you hear that uh, um, Apu is not going to be gone for Simpsons anymore? No, he's not going to be gone. I mean, yeah, why would like, he be gone? <laughs> because of the whole... Well, there was a whole backlash, yeah, Marcus. A, I, I mean, I, I, I know. I, I saw the, the documentary. And, yeah. Yeah. I get that. But, like, come on. You you know they weren't getting Apu anywhere. <laughs> yeah. I still find it so weird that Hank Azaria voices Apu. Like, if you're going to at least... If you're going to try and make money off of a stereotype of somebody, at least give them some of the money by hiring an Indian voice actor. Like, True. it's so weird that he does that. Where would you find an Indian guy? In the 90s. <laughs> so I was just saying, in general, but there we go, yeah. Uh, but anyway, Hank Azaria, do you, do you know where I know him from the most, by the way? Uh, Brockmire? No. Okay. He played the cameraman in the uh, Matthew Broderick Godzilla movie. Oh, that's true. He's also in and Heat, the Michael Mann film. True, but I remember him more from Godzilla. I mean, yeah, I don't know why. you watched that movie as if it was good. Yeah, and it's very it's much not. really weird. Did you ever see it, Marcus? Which the, Godzilla the, the American Godzilla movie from the 90s. Oh, the one where it had, like, babies and... Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. yes, yes. So, thoughts? I mean, I like the design of that Godzilla. That's about it. I was wondering why he was so small. She. A movie that was so bad by the Japanese standards that they literally don't call it Godzilla. Yep. Damn. That creature is Zilla in Japan. (laughs) And the joke is, at one point, one of the Godzilla movies, they're like, oh, that's that creature the the stupid Americans thought was Godzilla. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Dummies. And I was like, damn, y'all really just like going savage on this oh, shit. Shout outs to Godzilla King of the Monsters out now on Blu-ray. It's a great movie and it got kind of bad reviews. But I think it's really I really like it's not like an ad. It did, but I mean, can you imagine if that's the thing that we gotta add for? <laughs> Godzilla <laughs> King of the Monsters? <laughs> Fucking what's his name? The guy that wasn't that done by the guy who did uh Skull Island or no, who did this no, one? No, this one is uh fuck. I want to do the cardinal sin of looking something up instead of using my brain. <sighs> anyway, we don't do paid ad crowds yeah, in this. But that's uh, a good movie, and people kind of gave it shit. Oh, it was Michael Doherty, the guy who did Trick or Treat. Oh, right. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. So he guy. called us up and was like, "Hey, Smith, Seth, Marcus, you'll do an ad for uh, for King for uh, <laughs> Godzilla King of Monsters." We're really like we're hurting out here. Your your podcast has reached. Yeah. <laughs> we could use your your going to revitalize the whole industry. <laughs> yeah, oh, but the only reason I know it's on Blu-ray is that I went grocery shopping earlier and I saw it <laughs> in the Blu-ray rack. So see, he was like, "Can you can you get that guy? What's his name? Seth." Can you get him to like work it in a really natural way yeah. into the podcast so it's not jarring and totally makes sense? Wait, I, I did at least segue off of a Godzilla conversation. That's true. Let's, let's That's say true. that. But point. Good movie. Watch it. It got yeah, kind of trash. Good movie. Uh, I do have one more bit of uh, small business. You do realize you said I have one more bit like for the past five <laughs> yeah. minutes? I know. I'm sorry. But this, this one's important. It's fine. You know? it's fine. Uh, are either one of you familiar with a Twitch streamer uh, called Hassan uh, Hassan Piker? Yes. Yeah. 
Oh, see, so y'all know who he is? Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> well, y'all see, he recently got in a little bit of trouble on Twitch yeah. uh, for some stuff that he said. Uh-oh, what did he say? Uh, he said that America deserved 9-11 uh, okay. in, a, in a video game. He was very careful to specify he meant parody joke in a video he game. He does have that incredible out of being like, hey, I'll fucking murder you in a video game. And it's like, oh, wow. <laughs> no no problem here, guys. And are y'all also familiar with Dan Crenshaw? No, no the name sounds familiar. He's that Texas uh, congressman with the eye patch. Ah, uh, yes. Looks like a low rent James Bond villain. Yes, yes eye patch guy. <laughs> Um, he's the he's the guy who uh, they they made fun of him on Saturday Night Live, and then he got he turned into a pissy baby, and they invited him on the show to apologize to him on air. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's basically a neo Nazi. Um, yeah, and they and like the, had to be like, oh, he's actually a great war hero, and we like he deserves all of our respect. And it was like, this is stupid. Yeah. So Hassan said that he lost his eye by getting fucked in the eye hole by uh, a Mujahideen warrior. <laughs> wow. A brave soldier uh, who <laughs> fucked Dan Crenshaw in the eye hole. You know what? That's true. That's how Dan Crenshaw lost his eye. Um, Mujahideen uh, uh, troop stuck his dick right in there. That eyeball right out. And uh, between that and the 9-11 comments, uh, Hassan was uh, banned from Twitch. And gotta say, pour one out for a, a, a internet warrior. Um... Big loss for the left, in my opinion, because uh, Hassan is uh, is funny as shit. What he should have done to to really stick it to him is he's he should have said that and then said, "And if I get banned from Twitch, you'll know why." <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, that was that was a funny little moment that happened because Dan Crenshaw is a piece of shit, and recently he put out a tweet about how he's going to jog the entire hundred, I don't know, miles, whatever of his district. And posted a picture of his district, which is literally shaped like a goddamn snake. Mm. Oh yeah, because of all the gerrymandering. Yeah, just to prove to you how gerrymandered America is, he posted a picture of it. Like it's incredible the lengths the Republicans have gone to to stack the deck in their in their own favor. Wow. So fuck Dan Crenshaw. Uh, fuck you, you cyclops bitch. It's like someone beat you to the punch. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody beat you to the dick punch in the <laughs> eye. Oh, man. All right. So, to our main point today. Yes. Bernie Sanders. You may have heard of him. A name, I think, well known amongst most people who are on the left uh, in America in particular. Uh, Bernie Sanders is kind of the reason why there's a lot of leftists now. His 2016 run really activated something in the young people especially. Yes. Like, a desire really different. Yeah, young people who are like, oh, all I spend I spend all of my money on, you know, student loans and rent and everything else. And Bernie Sanders is like, maybe you shouldn't have to. And they're like, yes! <laughs> yes! Now here we are. Yeah, holy shit. <laughs> no one has said this before, and it's insane. Marcus, your thoughts on Bernie Sanders? I love Bernie, man. He's he's really got like the common sense that we need right now <laughs> because we're living in a in a psychopathic hellscape and we need help. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And a lot of people got on board with him back then. And, you know, of course, of course, here's the thing. Bernie Sanders announced his, his run for presidency 
on his lunch break um, and was running a, a protest campaign against Clinton and then eventually about like a couple of months in realized, wait a minute, I have a shot here and didn't really retool in time to take advantage of that. And I mean, of course, you know, Clinton was, was always going to be the nominee. There was no way they were letting Bernie get in there. She had cleared the field, you know, years in advance. Um, and in fact, ironically enough, do you want to know one of the reasons why Joe Biden was picked as vice president? Why? Because he would be too old to run in 2016. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, yeah, Clinton did a lot of work. The field cleared for, clear for herself. She was always going to win. We knew this. And then she, you know, lost general and ate shit, you know, big time. Yeah. Uh, in front of the entire and I think world. she still has to eat a bowl of shit for bre- for breakfast every morning. I think that was part of her like concession speech. Did you see her tweet by the way about recently? No, where she said we should not nuke hurricanes. I mean, Strong stance, sense, actually. Hillary Clinton. I gotta say, incredible leadership. <laughs> mm. Just just knocking it out yeah. of the park. With, with we would have been in such better hands with her. Yes, a president who can stand up proudly and say, we should not drop nukes on natural disasters. We shouldn't detonate a nuclear device over the, the, the fucking fault lines in California to see what happens. Like, yeah, definitely. Um, well, so yeah, Bernie Sanders uh, is running for president again in 2020. He is consistently polling uh, the second most behind Joe Biden. Uh, until recently, there have been two polls that have showed uh, Bernie Sanders ahead um, tied with Elizabeth Warren uh, for first place, so that's interesting. Uh, nice. National polls are bullshit, uh, especially this far out, like six months from the first votes are cast, so not that big of a deal, but still interesting. But what we're here to talk about is race, a, a lot of the criticism that Bernie's been facing online, and I guess in general, th- th- listen, the media is always going to criticize Bernie Sanders. They're never going to be his friend. Because, you know, they're owned by corporate interests who are, you know, billionaires and, and all their fucking uh, various incestuous uh, groups. So you're never going to see them, like, praise Bernie Sanders. Yeah. But um, they keep saying, oh, he doesn't have plans. And Warren, she has plans. She has all these, like, ideas and, like, concrete goals, what she's going to do. So Bernie Sanders recently started dr- dropping a bunch of uh, plans. He's basically dropped, like, three mixtapes this past week. And was like, the drought is over. Yeah. Um, and he's also been making some fucking incredible uh, contributions uh, on Twitter. Um, there was one that I really loved here, which says, if there's going to be class warfare in this country, it's about time the working class won that war. Preach. <clears throat> I like that. Yeah. Hell yeah. Because, um, to you know, loosely quote the show Futurama... Why doesn't the proletariat, the larger of the classes, simply eat the rest of them? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, the the plan that I'm going to talk about, Rich, we've got got a plan to talk about, I'm going to talk about uh, Bernie Sanders' he calls it justice and safety for all plan. Okay. Uh, Because as we know in America, uh, our justice system is totally fucked. It's 100% fucked. Yes. And so Bernie Sanders has a proposal for how to at least begin the process of unfucking our our justice system. And I'm going to go down the list here of things that jump out at me that did jump out at me that I liked. Um, First one, ban for-profit prisons. Just get rid of them. Yeah, shouldn't be a thing. Mm -hmm. Weird thing that we have have been made. 
Um, make prison phone calls and other communications, such as video chats, free of charge. Wait, they're not free? No, they're, no, they're not. not free. I have never known this. You gotta pay for them, man. Wow. Mm-hmm. I always thought you got, like, your one phone call a day or something. No. Or, like, a week. Wow, I, 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 okay, that's news to me. And yes, that should be free. Uh, it says right here, to audit the practices of commissaries and use regulatory authority to end price gouging and exorbitant fees. So in, like, prison commissaries? Yeah, I got they, they charge so much for shit. Yeah, yeah, there. yeah, because, you know, they have, a, they have a bit of a corner on the market <laughs> in that area. So, yeah, and they don't pay their, like, when the when the prisoners do work, they only pay them, like, what, maybe, like, two bucks? Yeah, you get, like, ten cents an hour at a prison job. Ugh. Holy shit, dude. We are, he is going to end cash bail. Um, which, in case people don't know, this is kind of confusing sometimes, is the idea of paying bail to get out of prison for nonviolent uh, offenses. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you get arrested, arrested for speed, like, I don't know, enough speeding tickets or whatever, and you're pulled over, or you, you, they bust you with marijuana, they can't keep you in jail because you can't pay your bail for a non-violent okay. offense, which is nice. insane that we let that happen. Yeah. Like, y'all seen that thing about that guy in New York, uh, the guy who was arrested for, I think it was a little bit, like an ounce of weed, and he's been held in fucking Rikers Island. Yeah. For like a year. For a week? Yeah, wow. An of weed. <laughs> and so little. Because oh, the shit. justice system just... So, sometimes, like, the same thing could have happened to another person and they would have, like, you know, been in a different prison. But just because the justice system has so many weird things and they just can do whatever they want and they probably just wanted to do something bad to this guy, they can just put him in Rikers, you know, with serial killers. Yeah. Because he couldn't pay, I think it was $800 bail. Yeah, which is crazy. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's going to go away. Uh, also, this is a big header here. Transform the way we police communities, um, which are a couple of interesting things here, such as getting rid of Jeff Sessions. Oh, sorry, I should say his full name. Uh, Attorney General Jefferson Beauregard Sessions III's guidance on, cons- on consent, de- uh, consent decrees, um, which is a complicated thing, but you know that Jeff Sessions put it in place. So it's probably not fucking good. Did you just have an old Savannah tugboat captain coming on mic for a second? That's what it sounded like. <laughs> yeah. I have to have that guy come in to say Jeff Sessions' true name. Yeah. How do you? How much do you pay that guy? I, I pay him in fucking peanuts at this point. So I have nothing left. Yeah. He's blind. He doesn't um, know what money is anymore, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see here. This is a great line. Uh, end federal programs that provide military equipment to local police forces. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's crazy. There's like this small town in like Alabama that has like a like a a Humvee that's like armored to the gills. It's like, but a town in Doraville, or in Doraville, Georgia, that has a goddamn a tank. Tank. What are they gonna do with that? It can't even fit on the roads in Doraville, Georgia. Remember that was the one that they posted that video on YouTube of them driving it around doing donuts while the song "Die Motherfucker Die" plays in the background. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. Great PR. Uh, let's see here. Create a federally managed database of police use of deadly force. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Why is that? Seems like like don't they like screen people who like even just shoot their guns? Like they're supposed to. <sighs> yeah. But what they're supposed to do and what they actually do aren't always the same thing. Uh, here's a pretty good one, too. 
provide uh, grants for states and cities to establish civilian oversight agencies with enforceable accountability mechanisms. Basically, you know, regular citizens to watch the police. Okay. And make sure they're not doing anything crazy. Um, establish federal standards for the use of body cameras, including establishing third-party agencies to oversee the storage and release of police videos. Yes, which brings me to a little bit of a sidebar um, about how... I'm not sure if you guys heard this. It's the craziest thing. I actually weirdly predicted this I mean, without any idea how. But th- the camera outside of Jeffrey Epstein's prison cell, the, the vintage has been deemed unusable. Yeah, weird. And I predicted that, but I mean, I was just ran. I just said that randomly. Like I was like, oh, this might. I think I might have willed it into existence, and I feel bad because maybe that, maybe that footage could have been useful. But I mean, it's gone now. Snap his own fucking neck. Yeah, it's gone now. We can watch him press so hard on his (laughs) own shoulders that he breaks his legs and his neck at the same time. Um, But yeah, that it's all gone somehow. So yeah, maybe maybe we should maybe we should get some oversight on you know the. How that stuff happens. You know, you know, the wires get crossed up sometimes and you lose, you know, hours of video. What's really funny, by the way, is, you know, his his, his uh, partner, Ghislaine Maxwell, mm-hmm. uh, some pictures surfaced of her recently uh, eating food at an In-N-Out burger and some people went through it with, like, like looking for, like, extremely fine details and figure out that the video, the, the, the photos have been photoshopped to, like, put in an ad for that movie Good Boys. What? <laughs> like to make it seem like I was taken recently, essentially. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were saying they they photoshopped it and they used it in the movie Good Boys. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> they like they like took out an other a different advertisement and put that one in so that it looked like it was taken yeah, recently by somebody. Probably an advertisement for like. Oh, I can't. I can't think of any. New probably Popeyes <laughs> chicken sandwich. Spectre. Uh-huh. Nope, Marcus. Also, defeat the purpose. Um. <laughs> Let's see here. Conduct a U.S. Attorney General's investigation whenever someone is killed in police custody. Yep, that, uh, once again, it sounds like a common sense thing to me. Uh, ban the use of facial recognition software for police. Yes, and also ban it mm. for the use of everything. It's pretty fucked up that that happened. Yeah, the fact that everywhere you go, there's probably cameras that know what you look like and where you're going next and who you are and everything about you. And well, the good you news can't is stop it. <clears throat> the good news is it doesn't work very well on my complexion. That is true. <laughs> they are still having problems with anybody who isn't white, which is actually which is actually kind of, kind of weird because you feel like that's to be the first part of people they target with that tonality, right? <laughs> so <laughs> now here's my question, people. I have, I have a real quick question here. Let's assume a different version of history. Where white people did not, you know, become the global hegemons that we are today, and that instead a different race, you know, was in was in charge. Would the facial recognition technology work on that race of people and not work on white people? Is it a is it a problem with like biases in the technology, which I'm sure that is a big part of it, or is it like just literally something that the technology can't do that like? For physical reasons, I wonder. It's probably just, like, physical reasons. Because, like, I don't know. It It's just a weird, like, complexion thing. Like, if it's a little too dark, or, like, if something's behind me that's, I don't know, maybe, like, the same tone as me, probably yeah. won't see it. 
So, no, I don't think that would have an inverse problem. I think they just have the same problem. Yeah, I think it could be a little bit of both, but, you know, I think it's more on just the the technology isn't there yet. I mean, but once it is, man, they're just gonna, they're just gonna ruin the world. Because you know who is immune to uh, face recognition technology, right? People with enough money in their bank account. Juggalos. <laughs> so people with not enough money in their bank account. <laughs> people who still do jinkum. Yeah. Uh, that is not an insult, Juggalos. I love no, you. I love Juggalos. I'll drink Fago with any of you any day. Allies to the end. Um... So then he goes on to talk about cops. You know, we want to establish standards to uh, to for to like get cops to de-escalate situations, to give them implicit bias training. You know, shit like race, gender, sexual orientation, identity, that kind of stuff. But my favorite part of this this thing is two things. First of all, we want to ban in total the practice of of cops and law enforcement agencies profiting from civil forfeit or uh, civil civil asset forfeiture. Yeah, that's in that. I, that's another thing that I didn't like really think about until I was a little bit older, and I was like, "Yeah, that's crazy. How is that legal?" You know, it is Marcus. Yeah, like that's why that's why police ask if you have large amounts of money on you. She's like, uh, "No." Yeah, because they literally just want to rob you. They want to commit a crime and get away with it. Because it's legal. Ha ha ha. But here's my favorite thing so far is I'm going to read this in its entirety. Uh, provide funding to states and municipalities to create a civilian corps of unarmed first responders, such as social workers, EMTs, and trained mental health professionals who can handle uh, order maintenance violations, mental health emergencies, and low-level conflicts outside the justice system, freeing police officers to concentrate on the most serious crimes. Hey. Because so many people are killed by the police or brutalized by the police for over basically nothing. I mean, yeah. Eric Garner, great, great example of that. So this, these, these people who be unarmed, they would be, like I said, social workers, EMTs, and mental health professionals, people who are trained to like not kill on sight or whatever, or first provocation, who can talk people down and can like you know really interact with people in a way that is not violent. And I think that's something we really have been missing, and we would that would be huge. That's that's more what I think cops should look like. Yeah. <clears throat> a cop should look more like a social worker than they do a soldier. And I mean, I've famously had a plan to cut down on police violence, and it's that we no longer give police officers guns; they all have to carry swords. Ooh, that's <laughs> that's good. I'll because. One, you gotta be a little, you gotta be a little skilled to use it, and two, you're gonna you're gonna think really hard about killing somebody with a sword because it's not easy, even if you are skilled. <laughs> so, you know, I think it'd be, I think it would slow down a lot of that stuff, and then you know it would also give us a more well trained uh, police force. They should also mm-hmm. have like you know, like I want if there, if there ever is a reason for the police to bring out lethal force, I want it to or not lethal force, but like to subdue somebody, I want it to look like the raid. Like I want it to be like the <laughs> cops in the raid who are like beating up drug dealers who are who are also like kind of good at fighting and just doing cool Hell stuff. Yeah. That's that's what I would. That's just what I would like to see out of uh, policing. So Seth wants to live in an action movie. He does. Oh my I mean, God. who does it? I I love martial arts like action movies so fucking much. 
the thing is, you have to be like a secondary or tertiary character for it to be enjoyable. Yeah, so. that's true. <laughs> you do not want to be a primary character or or a secondary. You want to be I mean, real far away from or a background character. You will die if you're the primary character. You do get to like win in the end, but holy hell, do you go through a lot? Mm-hmm. Like Mar- Marcus, have um, you seen the night comes for us? No, I haven't. Marcus, do yourself a favor. It is on Netflix. It's by the guys who made the raid, and it, by the end of that movie, you were like, "I don't know if there's any character I'd like to be." <laughs> it is amazing. All right, yeah, it's super good. Definitely check it out. Um, okay, so there's a lot of stuff here, but I'm gonna like run through the big points real quick. Um, Bernie Sanders wants to um, ensure all Americans get due process, you know, by ensuring that you do have a right to a public offender, like our public defender. A public sorry, offender, for real? Yeah, public <laughs> offender. You get a person who has committed crimes to help you out. <laughs> you get a person who comes in and calls you a racial slur. Um, that's that's what you get. They, don't, they do this on the public dime, but not the one that applies to your race. Yeah. They're going to do a different race entirely. Exactly. Um, it's gonna come out. I, you know what? I'm not gonna say anything. Um, <laughs> I was trying to think of a good a good slur I could use, and there's not really one um, because they're all bad. Um, anyways, so yeah, the, the, you, as we all know, the public defender um, system is fucked. It's no one has enough time. A lot of plea, a lot of plea deals happen because the, the lawyers don't have enough time to defend everybody. So that's that needs to change. Bernie Sanders wants to do that. He reiterates here in this section that he wants to cancel all existing student debt. So that's pretty cool. Hallelujah. Let's do it. Hell yes. Um, would like to um, ensure accountability and fairness prosecution, which includes uh, rescinding uh, former Attorney General Jefferson Beauregard Sessions III. The tugboat captain's uh, back. <laughs> <laughs> orders of prosecutional basically like basically getting them to, to stop fucking you for low level uh, non-violent offenses you know like throwing you in jail for years for having an ounce of wheat and shit which I mean um, t- ideally he's just gonna legalize weed anyway so oh yeah 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 or at least decriminalize weed let's do that um, and then we, then we can do legalization later on uh, also, just big stuff, you know, uh, end mass car- incarceration, end the war on drugs, uh, abolish the death penalty. Good. That's a big one. Uh, end the mandatory sentencing uh, minimums. Uh, end the three strikes law. Mm. Get rid of that. Okay. Um, uh, make sure that people with disabilities, the sick and the elderly, are gotten out of prison because, fuck, watch they be in prison, they can't do anything anyways. Um, with like, I mean, I mean, there's a big section here on the ending the war on drugs. A lot of things, like literally right here, big first point: legalize marijuana. Yes. Mm-hmm. Also, okay. vacate and expunge past marijuana convictions. Yes. Yes. And ensure that revenue is invested in communities hit harder for the war on drugs, which would be primarily black communities. Yes. Woo. Take that, people who say Bernie Sanders is a racist. Um. Let's see here. Oh, this is a big point. Legalize safe injection sites and needle exchanges around the country. Oh, wow. Mm. That's smart. Okay. Remember, Seth, uh, remember Hamsterdam from The Wire? Yes. Basically, remember that lady who wanted to come in and do safe injections? Yep. Just doing that, but, you know, nationwide. Fucking Wire, man. Good show. <laughs> There's a heading here called Treat Children Like Children. 
Okay. Um, which is the big thing is ban the prosecution of children under the 18 in adult courts. Right. Oh my god, yes. That was yeah. fucking terrible. How How is any just judge sitting there looking at a child is like, hey, you, you, you know what you're here for? <laughs> you know what you're doing? Yeah, Alright, get, get the fuck out. It's so weird. What the hell? Again, that was primarily used to target uh, black children. Yep. 100% a racist policy. Uh, let's see here. Uh, in Abolish long mandatory minimum sentences and life without parole for youth uh, convictions. Wow. Why do we even have that? Because it's dumb as hell. Uh, also, big fuck you to Kamala Harris right here. Uh, decriminalize truancy for all youth and their parents. So that's a, that's yeah, a big thing for her. Um, also, of course, you know, got to reform our prisons, got to make jails more humane. That's a big thing. We got to ensure a just transition for, for people who get out of jail, like making expungement of your former crimes broadly available. So, like, if you got, like, a conviction for some bullshit stuff, like, I don't know, like, like if you, a, a non-armed robbery, you know, get rid of that. You know, I shouldn't have that. Um, gar- of course, big thing here, guarantee safe, decent, affordable housing, you know, for everyone, including people who, get, who are getting out of prison. Yes. Um, it says right here, uh, prioritize the most serious offenses. So basically, we need to stop worrying so much about, you know, uh, drug use and go after things like shootings and sexual assaults. Um, prov- this, is, this is a big one, too, for all the people who think Bernie Sanders hates women. Uh, provide funding to end the national rape kit backlog and institute new rules requiring that rape kits be tested and the victims provide updates on the status of their rape kits. Yeah, the whole the the, the rape kit procedure is like so fucked up. And it costs a fucking lot of money. So Yeah, it's it's huge. So yeah, they should that's something that we should, you know, definitely work for because that shit happens a lot and it's, you know, it's not good. We should we should have a, a safe an affordable, not even affordable, free way for people to, you know, have this done and have whatever whoever did this to them, you know, brought to justice. Uh, real quick, this is the last thing I want to talk about. Uh, some more pro-women uh, stuff here. Like, um, they wants to immediately reauthorize the Violence Against Women Act, which was, for some fucking reason, deauthorized on a lot of what we did. You know, that. that sentence sounds bad, though. It does. Yeah. I want to reauthorize the Violence Against Women Act. We have been, we have stopped violence against women for too long. <laughs> it sounds really bad. Uh, and the last point is really important. I think is provide housing assistance and paid leave for victims of sexual sexual assault. Thank you. So that's that stuff we really need to do. And then it goes back through his big stump speech of like you know federal jobs, fifteen dollar minimum wage. Uh, Medicare for all, all his big stuff. Um, so yeah, I think that Bernie Sanders by far has the strongest case for anybody running right now for a justice platform. Oh, yeah, like this is stuff that would not it doesn't it doesn't you know punish crime. It helps people and reduces crime. Exactly, which is kind of what we're working towards. We need a society where you're not like one. Most people aren't gonna feel like committing crimes anymore, and two. People who do commit them will be processed fairly and with due process. <clears throat> so, Marcus, I understand that you had a plan you wanted to talk about. This is Marcus's plan. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. 
as, as far as policing goes? No, no, I'm talking about your Bernie Sanders plan that you wanted to talk about. Oh, I mean, hmm, yes, I wanted to talk about... I, I don't know what section of the plan this is, but there are a lot of good things on here. Um, eliminating the right to work less, which sounds great. Uh, Bernie's... Oh, so this is the, the workplace democracy plan. There you go. Yes. So that's that's a good one. That's great. Like, who wants to work for less? And we're already getting, like, not enough as it is. So excellent idea. Uh, give federal workers the right to strike because, yes, they need, because they're getting treated like shit as well and are also underpaid and overworked. So. Yeah. And. Um, one that is, um, I'm not sure how big it is in the fields you guys work in, but one that's big for me is that to make sure he has one that's making sure that employers can no longer use franchisee or contractor arrangements to avoid responsibility and liability for workers. So, um, that's a real good one. Yeah. Like, basically, isn't that what you're doing right now, sir? Yes. Basically better protections for contractors because we need them because i mean contracting is a pretty bad gig a lot of the time you don't get a lot of benefits you don't get a lot of paid time off and you can also just be fired without any any cause or any um actual reason on any day you can sign a one-year contract and get fired one week into it and it's entirely okay and they owe you nothing so more um um, protections for contractors and um, associates and just people who are working um, as non-full-time employees within a company are good because that's very big in the field I work in, software development, and I see people who get fucked by it all the time, so it would be good for us to have some more uh, protections for that. Double, double that. <clears throat> Um, and then he also wants to uh, enact a first contract provision so that um, um, companies can't prevent people from starting unions by denying first contact. So basically, if um, if the employ if the employees have a plan to unionize and the employer does not, you know, meet with them within uh, ten days, and they can start an arbitration process to get the ball ro rolling without their employer's um, permission, or not without the permission, but without their um, go ahead, they can just get it started by themselves, which is really cool because a lot of times those kinds of things get bogged down in a bunch of bureaucratic shit and people start dropping out and as people can force their way in then it'll be a good way to be able to stay on board with the union yeah yeah it's really crazy how the laws we have in place that, are, that, that let them do this kind of shit to us yeah yeah because it was all made and crafted for them large co corporations yeah. protecting the pensions of workers which is really important you know, some people who uh, you know have a, have pensions and people who are trying to build pensions um, can get screwed out of them, um, and so he's trying to keep that. So that, I mean that one goes into a lot of deep economic stuff that I don't entirely understand, but it doesn't. It is nice to have to keep people from um, losing something that you know technically you worked for and that you've been promised throughout your life. What you got to know there is most places replace pensions with four hundred one ks. Yeah, which is which are tied to the stock market exactly, and are bullshit. Which is complete bullshit. Banning the permanent replacement of striking workers. So, you know, you can't, if you're striking, you can't just be straight up replaced because, you know, the employer wanted to shit can you for it. 
Um, yeah, it's crazy. That, I mean, again, it's it's like, why is this even allowed to happen? Like, you would think that a strike would be not let that happen. Yeah, and then he there's a lot of good points in this plan, mostly about being the better rights to strike, unionize, and keep your job. And then he ends this one very strong by saying that he wants a fair transition to Medicare for all um, within um, not only the working world, but within everybody who's, you know, work, employed or not, a fair transition to Medicare for all um, and uh, a co cooperation with the um, current insurance providers and stuff, which is going to be really important because Medicare for all is, you know, paramount, in my opinion, to having an, a an actual first world society and um, this is a good way to get it started. I have a question for y'all. Uh -huh. So right right now the anti-Medicare for all people are trying to start up their, their <laughs> bullshit. They did the same, the same tag they took with the, with the Affordable Care Act which is that if this happens you will not be able to keep your current doctor. Um, and it's, it's bullshit obviously. They're talking about plans not doctors or whatever. Do y'all see a doctor regularly? Nope. Not since I was a child. I don't, I don't even have a doctor, so... I go to an immediate med facility whenever I'm sick, because they get me in Marcus, do you have insurance? I don't. My insurance doesn't hit until October. God damn, dude, why is that? Because I just became permanent, like, a few weeks ago. Oh, that's right, we don't have to do it for tent workers, do we? That's or, right. part-time. Nope. That's fucked! That's so fucked! fucked. Not to mention, um, I work with, like, lots of heavy machinery and fucking ovens and shit, so... Yeah. So, here's the thing. I have a regular doctor, because I was required to get one by my, my insurance. I had to, like, list a doctor as my primary care physician. And I chose a doctor who was... You know why I chose this doctor? Because he's close. He was literally the first name on the list. Yep, he, <laughs> he takes my insurance, and it's a pretty easy drive. And then I went over there, and this doctor's office is 100% top to bottom covered in Christian bullshit. Oh, I know who you're talking oh. about. I've been to that doctor. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. I'll, I won't say it on the podcast, but I go and see this doctor. And it's fine. He's never tried to, like, proselytize to me or anything. But it's like, I couldn't give a fuck about my regular doctor. Yeah. I will see literally anybody who will, do, who will take care the of me. The weird thing about that doctor that you're talking about is that he has these like really long hair, and his name is Doctor Creast, Creaste. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And I'm like, this guy. Hey, I mean, hey. Every time I go there, I'm I'm well so quickly. I'm like better immediately. <laughs> he just kind of touches. It's like he just puts his hands on yeah. you, and you get better. It's weird. Me and I'm like, oh wow, everything's gone. You're good at your job. <laughs> and then he says, "Blessed be unto you." And I'm like, weird thing for a doctor to say, but thank you. <laughs> I do understand that as a white man uh, with uh, who is you know uh, cisgendered, that that is very privileged of me to not have to care what doctor I go to, and that your personal doctor could have opinions that color your treatment depending on certain things about yourself, yeah. like if you're trans or not. I get that. I don't mean to. Uh, it's just a joke. I'm not meaning to like, uh, like downplay that. But here's the thing: if you have, if we have doctors who don't think that transgender people should exist, they probably shouldn't fucking be doctors anymore. We should get rid of them. You should replace them with somebody who cares. Guillotines. Hell yes. <laughs> uh, all right. So, Marcus, Howdy you now. wanted to talk about the Green New Deal. I did want to talk about the Green New Deal. The second, I find where I put it. Jesus Christ. 
Come back to me. You, you have the only copy? God damn. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, They really trusted Marcus with this one. Bernie gave it to me and I lost it. Crap. <laughs> Classic Marcus losing the Green New Deal. Now the whole country's doomed. It's all right. It's all right. I'm going to find it. You, 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 you talk. <laughs> so the, we'll do a little preface. The point of the Green New Deal that's been brought up. It's not just a Bernie thing. You know, Al, you know, Alessandra Ocasio-Cortez has her version. I'm pretty sure Elizabeth Warren has a version. Um... And yeah, basically it's just to, it's, you know, using the name of the New Deal that we're all so familiar with in history class, and it's to, be fo- it's to focus on the environment and how we've kind of realized over the past, you know, 20, 30, 40,000 years that we're treating the environment very badly, and that for us to actually make real change, we have to make laws and, you know, make instill practices in American people that will keep the environment from, you know, burning us alive in the next 20 years. Yeah, one of the key parts of the Green New Deal that Bernie Sanders wants to do, I know, is declare climate change a national emergency. Yes. Which we really should be. I mean, even if he declares that, like, what powers does that give him to do anything about it? Oh, what's funny, because America currently has 29 national emergencies. Oh, oh boy. A few have been going on since the 70s. Um, doesn't really do much, but at least it puts it on people's radar, like, thinking about it as being... Like, first of all, we just need the government to acknowledge that climate change is fucking real. Right. Yeah, it's like, we, we're living in a real, like, anti-science government right now, and it, the, the whole nuking hurricanes is a great example of that. Yeah, um... It's like... There's, I, I know that like uh, we've had a hard time getting people to believe the climate change stuff, and I, I know there are some people who are just not going to be won over. It's just not going to happen. They're not. They don't care, and they're not going to be won over. Yeah. But I think a majority of people, or at least a plurality of people, agree that it is happening. Yeah, and I think that he comes out really strong in the Green New Deal because I was able to find it faster than Marcus. Um, hey, hey. <laughs> he, he come, one of the, the very first bullet point on this is that he wants to reach 100% renewable energy for electricity and transportation by no later than 2030 and complete decarbonization by 2050 at the latest. And that's great. It's uh, the, one of the strongest chances I've seen. My only problem with it is that it should be even faster. Um, I mean, it seems yeah. already pretty aggressive like that's the one the one for 2030 is pretty aggressive but decarbonization by 2050 we should bump that up to like that should be like 2030 2035 um because it's really important and i mean especially with stuff like the amazon rainforest burning down you know Uh, these things are getting more and more important it's important to stress, by the way, that the Amazon rainforest did not catch on fire by accident. Yes. It is being intentionally burned down by cattle ranchers. Yep. And, uh... At the, at the request of Bolsonaro. Another point is to... Uh, another a se- second, second point, just as bold. Uh, ending unemployment by creating 20 million jobs. 20 million jobs. Yes. And ending unemployment, which is something that shouldn't exist anyway. There shouldn't be unemployment. There shouldn't be homelessness. It's just crazy that any of that exists. Um, what I do love here is not in, in that uh, section you're talking about, Seth. It says right here at the bottom, my favorite thing, these words, it gives me a big old fucking honking boner. Oh, yeah. Uh, a reimagined and expanded civilian conservation corps. How are you, you baby? You know what it sounds like to me? What's up? The Jedi. 
<laughs> okay. They had their right. agricultural core and then their little civil core. And I'm just saying, Return of the Jedi. Oh my god. Um, I mean, hey, so there's something here for you right here. It says coding uh, and server farms. So there's your. We got you. Covered. What about them? That's what you do. You computer stuff, I know, right? What, what, what about them? Is he going to do create jobs? Uh, it says right here. Um, we need. We just basically we need, we need we, all these jobs need to be done: steel, auto manufacturing, construction, energy efficiency, retrofitting, coding, and server farms, and renewable power yeah. plants. All kinds of. stuff. I love that. Marcus, have you found the plan yet? No, Marcus. Marcus is a MIA right now. Um, I have posted it in Discord. Yes. Oh, okay. I see. He, Marcus is currently still away from the microphone. Yeah. So, uh, a, a pretty general general point here: saving American families money by weathering homes and lowering lowering energy bills, which is good. We should be able to have stuff like solar panels, and you know, just you know, things should be more affordable. It shouldn't. You know, I hear some people the power bills are getting higher and higher just because they're trying to survive. So that's good to do that for people. Look at the last thing on that on that section, Seth. What he says that we we need to have. Uh, we need to produce high efficiency electric vehicles, rebuilding our inefficient and crumbling infrastructure, including deploying universal, affordable, high speed internet. Yes. How is it that America is considered to be so cool when we don't even have like our internet is? trash compared to some of these other places quite true quite true also crumbling infrastructure is such a good thing for someone to focus on because our roads and bridges and just all the systems we use every day the fact that we use them every day puts a lot of wear and tear and i feel like one day we're just going to be driving on pebbles because it's just people just don't keep up with road maintenance yeah but ever do so marcus have you found the plan I have found the plan, dear Phil. Okay. Where took, took a minute, but where are you guys? We are almost done with it. Um, uh, Wall Street? Are you kidding me? <laughs> this, this fucking thing is like a hundred pages long. Well, yeah, that's true. We're done with the big, the, the big, we're almost done with the big bullet points. The, right, if you, the okay. whole thing, that's a, that's a long podcast. Yeah, it's yeah a, it you could do a fucking podcast series about this fucking yeah. plan. You could, you could. Um, a commitment to Hard reduce it. emissions, which is... It kind of kind of ties into that first point with the decarbonization. But yeah. I, I like the idea um, of justice for frontline communities, which is about Native Americans, people of color, people with disabilities, children, and the elderly, because we need to remember about them as we are doing all this, and everyone is on the same playing field. That one includes and a, climate change impacts everyone. That one includes a forty billion dollar climate justice resiliency fund. Yeah. So, Marcus, what was your thoughts here? Um, actually, I'll I'd build off where you guys are talking about. Sorry, I took so long. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, where did you guys think? We were talking about justice for frontline communities. Ooh. So, you know, that's yeah. that's one. Um, making oh, this is a good one. Something kind of that will kind of take us away from this. The anti-science that I was just talking about is investing in um, research and development um, for, you know, uh, electric vehicles, energy storage, and making our plastics more sustainable through advanced chemistry, which sounds fucking cool. Heck yeah, biodegradables, baby! Exactly. I like this bullet here, expanding the, the climate justice movement, which in my mind is, we just needed Bernie Sanders to go talk to Reverend Toller 
and make make him fucking finish his plan. We take hurricanes to court. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sad, Seth, that you don't you're not going with my my riff here. What well, I, I I I'm lost on this one. And he's Reverend Toller. Who's Reverend Toller? First Reform, my boy, man. Oh fuck that movie. <laughs> it's the end of our literally the tagline to our stupid podcast is that movie sucks and everyone thinks it's incredible but it's a bad movie so marcus uh real quick at, at sort of the little bottom here this this first section how long will it take for the plan to pay for itself Ooh. well you lost me. I think, I, uh, I'm lost I think in the mountains. It should play for <laughs> pay for itself in over 15 years. Yeah, is kind of the the idea making uh, the fossil fuel industry pay for their pollution through litigation fees and taxes, which is basically taking these big big wig billionaires, these fat cats, to court and saying, "Hey, you got to pay this shit. You caused the damage. You did the crime, and now you got to just pay the fine." Okay. Um. I'm going to generate energy through wholesale of energy produced through power marketing authorities, um, be collected you know between 2023 and 2035, and then after that, electricity will virtually be free. Hell yeah! Um, As it should be. And then here's my here's the one that makes me rock solid, bust through my pants: scaling back oh. military spending on maintaining global oil dependence. Because we should also scale back military spending by 95 percent. That's my uh, hot take on military. Oh, yeah, we spend more on the military than like our the next top like the next six nations combined. I think. Yeah, and then everybody below them combined, and then some. Yeah. Like even China and Russia don't spend as much combined as we do. Exactly. Um, so the Green New Deal is great, and I really like it, and I hope that Bernie Sanders wins and. Uh, gets uh, this stuff done, and I think he should do that by the second he finishes taking the oath of office. He should turn to the camera and immediately order the military to disband the Senate and assume direct control over <laughs> the United States of America. I'm here. Let's do it. Eco Stalin 2020. Oh, yeah. I'm, let's do it, baby. I think within his first five minutes of presidency, he should smoke a blunt, legalize weed, and then just start, you know, like you said, disbanding the Senate and getting shit done as fast as possible. Execute order sixty six. Dude, if Bernie Sanders does not like suddenly turn into this ugly old like homunculus <laughs> and like talk about how I am the courts, like just just do it, man. Just fucking bring it on. Also, if it's Bernie fucking... Sanders, it'll be execute order sixty nine. Hey. <laughs> just be honest. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing, people. We have to face up to the fact that um, this is an unpopular thing to say, but I'm gonna say it anyways. We are not going to get this shit done through hippy-dippy love and peace and bullshit. It's going to have to be us, like, taking a hard ideological line and saying, fuck you, to anyone who won't get on that line with us. It's like, the planet is going to burn, and we are going to burn with it unless we do something. Yeah. And it is not going to be accomplished through it. I'm, I hate to say it, and you don't want to hear this, but it's going to take some authoritarian measures. It's true. Mm. It's true. Some people, and by the people, I mean the bourgeoisie, are going to see their rights curbed. I'm, I'm sorry, it has to happen. 
we can't afford you. Basically, the rich have got to go, and we we need we need uh we need Daddy Bernie. Yeah, we need we need uh we need Papa Sanders to come in and uh take us into the next generation. Because we have the technology, we have the the means uh in place, the productive powers to do it. But we do not have a political system that allows us to mobilize all these resources and save basically ourselves, right? We have electric vehicles. We've got we got power grids. We've got the ability to like uh, rebuild things in a more you know ecologically sustainable way. We could do all of it, but things holding us back is our inability to, I suppose, put aside some personal freedom. For the greater good of saving the fucking species. Yeah. I mean, hey, I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. i just say a hot take. I, I'm voting for Bernie Sanders. Um, he's, he's my guy. <laughs> hey, I will also vote for Bernie Sanders. Yeah, I mean, electorally speaking, he's our best best shot at getting, getting anything done. Like, nobody else will do anything good for us. Three terms, Bernie Sanders. He'd be like, what, 90-something? Jesus. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, let's see here. Any more uh, any more topics y'all have? Anything you want to talk about? Um, I mean, we can just brief... I wanted to briefly uh, read uh, something funny I saw on Twitter today. I guess it was bigger... I guess it was something I just got on late. But there's this guy named uh, Brett Stevens who Hell works yeah. at the New York Times, I believe... And um, there was a, a a rumor going around, or I guess a confirmation going around that the uh, they had a, a bed bug problem in the New York Times. And then this, uh, let me see, what 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 university does this guy work for? George Washington University professor named David Karpf uh, decided to make a joke where he didn't at Brett Stevens, and it was not even that popular of a tweet. But he said, "Oh, you know, the bed bugs are actually just Brett Stevens." Ha ha ha! Good joke. You know, next, right? Um, but then uh, a new a new tweet comes out where David Karp informs us that this afternoon I tweeted a brief joke about a well-known New York Times op-ed columnist. It got nine likes, zero retweets, and I did not add him, and he does not follow me. He just emailed me, CCing my university provost. He is deeply offended that I called him a metaphorical bedbug. And in this email, <laughs> Brent Stevens says, Dear Dr. Karp, Someone just pointed out a tweet that you wrote about me calling me a bed bug. I'm often amazed about the things supposedly, de- supposedly decent people are prepared to say about other people. People they've never met on Twitter. I think you've set a new standard. I would welcome the opportunity for you to come to my home, meet my wife and kids, talk to us for a few minutes, cuck me, and then call me a bed bug to my face. He, Wait, the, the, the cuck me part is a little bit of an editorializing I'm doing. Um, it's the best part. That one takes a genuine courage and intellectual integrity on your part. I promise to be courteous no matter what you have to say or how hard you cuck me. Maybe it will make you feel better about yourself. Please consider this a standing invitation. You are more than welcome to bring your significant Uh-oh. other, although I do not have the fortitude to cuck you. Cordially, Brett Stevens. <laughs> so this man got so butthurt by a small tweet by a man who 
has no following, I guess, and didn't even add him, that he had to email him and the university provost. Um, and then later in an interview said that he had no intentions of it ha- car- causing any harm to David Carp. So... <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, wow. that's, you know, he just cc the provost. Just, I mean, he, he don't even and do also, it. Come on. This article, he talks to that dude all the time. This article I'm reading has a picture of Brett Stevens, and he simultaneously looks like he's both too young and too old to be acting like this. So, <laughs> I don't know how to describe a person like this to you. He's one of those guys who has the impression of a beard. Like, maybe there's a beard yeah, there. And you, uh, 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 almost unibrow. Like, he has hair in between both of his his uh, eyebrows, but it's not a complete unibrow. So, yeah. Fuck you, you bed bug. <laughs> I just, like, don't ask me to cuck your like, wife, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> or cuck you, I should say. I just like, yeah, come to my house, you know, walk on my lawn, see my dog, drink some water out of the refrigerator, sit in my recliner, look out the back door. Am I still a bed bug to you? Am I nothing? Yes. <laughs> come to my wine cellar. I hope he does that. <laughs> I, hope, I hope David Karp takes this fucking invitation, does everything with it, becomes great friends, and says, yeah, you're a fucking bed bug. And then leaves. <laughs> My favorite thing was I saw him on TV earlier. He was talking about how, uh, you know, totalitarian governments in the past have used insect language to dehumanize certain people. I'm like, yeah, the totalitarian government of George Washington University. Thank you. Yeah. I'm not sure y'all know this or not, but Brent Stevens is the guy who goes on the New York Times to talk about campus censorship of free speech. And how, like, liberals on college campuses are ruining the American discourse. And he even said that the right to offend is our greatest right. Oh, yeah, I love those guys who are like, yeah, uh, I, I say offensive stuff because it's like, it kind of just expresses something. And, like, I, you know, I'm, the, I'm not afraid to say it and it shows how free I am. It's like, no, really, you're just an asshole. Yeah, all the guys who are like, um... I can say offensive things that you can't. Yeah. Mm. Well, Quality. Brett Stevens is a piece of shit, and I hope that the New York Times uh, realizes that he's a fucking bed bug and fires him. Yep. <laughs> bed bug. Uh, Marcus, you got anything? Uh, I I got nothing, man. <laughs> Tank's empty over there, huh? It, it's so empty. All right, well, um, if there's nothing else, this has been the Illennials Podcast. Uh, I'm Smith. You can find me on Twitter at MCSurf. I'm Seth. You can find me on Letterboxd at Knazeris, K-Y-N-A-Z-E-R-A-S. And I'm Marcus. You can find me on Instagram as Mr. Beaches. And? I also do the art for this podcast. Our theme song was done by Ben Powell. He's been a guest on the podcast before, especially our movie reviews. Um, he has his own podcast called Southern Smackdown where they talk about wrestling and from the South. So if that sounds interesting, go check it out. Uh, please rate and review our podcast. Oh, wow. We're uh, shilling like and subscribe now. on YouTube. <laughs> uh, recommend <laughs> us to all your friends and family. You should probably uh, put us on Dig and post us to uh, uh, Stumble Upon and get us on Fark. Uh, hit us up over at the Something Awful front page. Okay, now you're just making I've never heard of any of these things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get, us, get us everywhere. Um, we, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him get under it. Fuck! First Reformed, Tom Brady and Kevin Durant. 
Um, hot damn. Do, do your best and fucking live free, die hard, man. <laughs> Love it. We've stopped trying to solve our problems. We're checked out with them. And from New Orleans to New York. That's the Alino's podcast, baby. We're out. out. Peace.